0: Verse 14. Amen. For this God is our God forever and ever. He will be our guide even unto death. For this God is our God forever and ever. He will be our guide even unto death. And you may be seated. Amen. God with us. God with us. Revelation 21 and 3 says, And I heard a great voice out of heaven, saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men. He will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. And God himself shall be with them, and be their God. In the first chapter of Matthew, verse 23, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name, Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Amen. There is a little obscurity as to uh, the primary intention of these words when they appeared in Isaiah 7 and 14. But looking back, after you know Christ, it makes sense. They apply to Christ. He was and is Emmanuel, God with us. It describes the nature of his birth, the nature of our God. He was born of a virgin. Uh, the New Testament uh, honors marriage. It honors marriage as truly as the Old Testament does. Uh, the Apostle Paul even describes our union with Christ. Uh, As being similar uh, to a marriage, uh, Christ with the Church, uh, a marriage of a man and a woman, Uh, and and so it's significant that Christ is described in the virgin birth. It's a mystery, and it's right. It makes sense that it would be a mystery, that that God would robe Himself in flesh and dwell. Among us, I mean, the Bible says the mystery of godliness it it's it better be a mystery. How did God robe himself in flesh and dwell among us What, what an amazing thing, and it's a miracle. this virgin birth is a miracle uh, that that Mary uh, was born uh, that 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 Christ was born of a virgin uh Mary not knowing in any man. Uh, it is just beyond the range of human experience that that somebody could be with child without ever being with a man. And it's holy. And I, I underline this because sometimes we don't think about this. Uh, in theology, uh, it is generally believed that the nature of sin is passed down through the man, uh, through through uh the the uh, uh man's uh, sperm through the DNA of the man uh and so it has occurred that his birth is holy because the curse of sin was not passed down to Christ because he was not she was not conceived of a man she was conceived of by the Holy Ghost. Has anyone ever heard that before? Actually, in one of my classes, it was talked about. And I I believe it's valid. Because there is the nature of sin in every one of us. All the way back to Adam. But that nature of sin was not in Christ. Because the nature of sin was not passed to him. It wasn't passed to him. And so his birth was holy. 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 No wonder church. No wonder when he was on the cross he cried out, "My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me?" I mean, there's you could teach a whole series just on that one sentence alone, but but one of the thoughts is that this man who was without sin all of a sudden had sin thrust upon him on that cross. And and he cried out because There was no need for that to happen. He was without sin. He wasn't supposed to die. But our sins killed him. Remember, the wages of sin is death. uh, And he was sinless, so he, he didn't have to die. But he did. But he did. Thank God he resurrected. He defeated sin. He defeated death, the grave. He defeated hell. And so this holy birth, it's miraculous. It's divine by nature. Uh, we know that Jesus is Jehovah Savior. Uh, his name describes uh, what he came on earth to do. He came to save us from our sins. But this prophetic name, Emmanuel, it, it reveals a deeper mystery of his mission than sometimes we think about. Because he didn't just come to save us. He came to be with us. Emmanuel, God with us. He wanted to have a relationship with you. He didn't die just so you could be saved. He died so he could be with you. Because he loves you. Amen. And it's a fact that when he came, when he was born, he was God robed in flesh. God was no longer a distant being seated on a throne above the heavens. He had descended to earth, and it is difficult at times to think about God in uh, who inhabits eternity. It's it, it's so intangible that that when we begin to think about the Almighty God and 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 everything that entails Him, all powerful, all knowing, uh, uh, all present. Creator of all things, that that this vagueness begins to set in. Who is God? How can we know God? Uh, but church, sometimes it's hard to lay a hold of. But when we think of Christ, when we think of this Almighty God coming down and robing Himself in flesh and walking among us, you know, weeping at Lazarus's grave. Uh, uh, giving a young boy back to his mother in, in, a, in a cemetery, uh, dying on a cross, resurrecting, we begin to wrap our head around what Jesus did for us, who he was, amen, why he came. We can know God through Christ. He was the express image of the Almighty. Uh, you, if you want to know how God would act if he was a man, look at Christ. Because Christ was uh, uh, all God and all man. He was the union of the two. And Christ, Emmanuel, God with us, shows us the grace of God. And it is the great truth that lies within the foundation of the gospel. Uh, uh, We understand the death and the burial and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We understand the power of repentance, the power of baptism, the power of God's spirit. We understand... The power of living for God. We understand all these things. But church understand. That he saved us from our sins. Because of his grace. And his grace is available. Amen. Through the incarnation of Jesus Christ. He is God with us. He wanted to be with us. Even though we were yet sinners. He died for us. It shows his grace. Hallelujah. And so we celebrate this time of year, the birth of Jesus Christ. But church, it's so much more than that. It's so much more than that. Great is this mystery of godliness. Yet, perhaps greater is the mystery that God will come down and live among us. I mean, the lower order of creation, he made us lower than angels, but he wanted to come dwell with us. Amen. And he's made it known to us in two we, uh, in two ways. All of creation uh declares his glory. Uh with such evidence that men everywhere worship God. Men everywhere worship God. Uh I was in a conversation with somebody um um at home in in, in Windsor thanksgiving, and somebody brought up you know uh um, they said, you know how do you know what how do you know what religion is true when when um um every 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 group of people worship a god You know, from times past to present, uh, Native Americans worship gods. If you go to Africa, they worship gods. Uh, There really isn't a group of people who are atheists by nature. By nature, every group of people worship a god. And, uh, And I mean, it wasn't an argument at all, but they... Uh, the question was asked, why do you, Why do you think that is? Why do you think think the, uh, uh, so? How would you know which you know which religion is true, which religion isn't? And I I said, well, the argument really isn't which religion's true and which religion isn't. The the concept of every uh, group of people having a need to worship a god. Shows you that God has planted within us a desire to know Him. Everyone has planted within them a desire to know God. Amen. Uh, The argument isn't which one is right or wrong. The argument is I want to know God. It's within me, it's been planted within me to know Him. Uh, Creation cries out. Of his glory. Romans 1 and 20 states. His invisible attributes are clearly seen. Being understood by the things. That are made. When by transformation. We have a spiritual insight. That is enlightened. We begin to see in our spirit. God. We begin to see this invisible God. And and that is part of being born again. We begin to fathom, we begin to realize that our God is real, that our God is alive, that our God is right here with us, that He cares about us, that He has come down to dwell with me, not just to save me, but to be with me. Amen. He is with us. God with us. Emmanuel, God with us. He's with us in His promises. He said, as I was with Moses, I will be with you always. Amen. He he is always going to be with us. Now, maybe not by vision. You can't wake up in the morning and and, and see God uh, physically, not, not made of things that are visible. Amen. Uh, uh, blessed are they who believe uh, or who have not seen and yet believe. Uh, uh, talking about Thomas and, and uh, uh, those who believe in Christ without seeing him. Amen what did they say in first kings uh uh with the angels uh, uh open his eyes that he may see amen lord open my eyes that i may see more of you amen uh, in your spirit he is with us uh he is with us cuz he promised he would be with us and you can't judge based on your circumstances whether god is with you or not abel's testimony is still a living testimony, Hebrews 11 and 4, and yet Abel uh, was murdered by by Cain. Abraham followed God's call, but Abraham did not know where God's call was taking him. So Abraham wasn't judging his circumstances uh, uh, to say, God is with me or God isn't with me. Uh, We've got to understand that he is Emmanuel, God with us. Amen. I'm I'm having a struggle balancing my checkbook. He's still God with me. Amen. I'm I'm having uh, some problems at the doctor's office with my health. He's still God with me. Amen. I'm not getting along with all my co-workers or my neighbors. He's still God with me. Amen. Or my my family member church. uh, You know what I'm saying. He's still God with you. Don't take your circumstances and judge God by it. Take God's word and judge God by it. He is Emmanuel, God with us. Amen. He is with us because he promised he would be. He's with us in his purposes. Amen. He had a purpose for Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph. God is with us. Amen. Moses, God is with us in his purposes. If I can just get deep in the middle of God's will Amen. God's purpose will be all over me. In Jesus' name. And he is God with us in power. The power of his word. The power to cleanse. The power to keep. The power to conquer. Amen. I was teaching a Bible study last Wednesday or Thursday night uh, via Skype. And we were talking about the presence of the Holy Ghost that it is God, that, that it is God with us, amen, in his power, amen. I will give you power after you, that you have been do with the Holy Ghost. And you, sh- excuse me, you shall be witnesses. He's not generally talking about the words you speak. After you are baptized with the Holy Ghost, that doesn't mean that God is just going to all of a sudden give you the anointing to knock on somebody's door and say, do you have a, You have some time for Jesus. I'm going to be a witness today. The power of the Holy Ghost allows you to witness through the life that you live. Amen. Yes, the words we speak, but the life we live. So people can look at your life and say they've got to know Jesus. Surely they've been with him. Amen. Their life reflects it. His presence gives us that power. Amen. And he is with us. In our present time, right now, right here today, amen, he is with us. He is with us in times of tragedy. He is with us in times of faith. I'm telling you, when everything has died in your life spiritually but your faith, he's still with you. He's still on your side. He's with us in tribulation. He's with us when we pass through the fire, the Bible says. He's with us when we pass through the water. He's with me. And he is with us, Sister Bag, if you would come. He is with us as a help in the present time of need. Amen. When I need help, I can call on Jesus. Amen. He is Emmanuel. Or in verse 19. Amen. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. He will supply all you need. What do you need tonight? Do you need peace that passes all understanding? My God will supply it. Amen. Do you need God to touch your body? My God will supply that need. Amen. Do you need God to direct your path? My God will direct your path. Amen. Do you need God to lay down an anointing in your life, an ability in your life? Do you need God to lay down authority in your life? Amen. Church, my God supplies my every need according to his riches and glory. Amen. Psalms 91. This is uh, one of the Psalms that when our kids were little, uh, we would read this. We would try to memorize it. Uh, They were probably better at it than I was. But uh, it's such a powerful psalm. Thou shalt not be afraid of the terror by night, nor the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noontime. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. I was thinking about as I was reading this psalm in the last week or two, and I was thinking about this this summer uh, uh, when I was sleeping at my brother's uh, uh, cabin, and we were we had gotten everything ready uh, to go fishing that next morning. It was about three in the morning, and uh, and I began to hear growling. I began to hear noises outside. I began to, you know, uh, uh, hear something eating something outside you know, you all know the story you know i I, uh, I woke woke up my brother i i was afraid I woke up my brother and and uh and said dave there's something outside what what there's something outside and so we we turned on the porch lights and and uh and we were looking out uh the window and there in the back of my my truck uh uh was that bear and uh he had jumped into the back of the truck and there was trash, actually trash from the church uh, that we I had thrown in the back of the truck. And uh, and that bear was having a good old time. Uh, uh, y'all m- remember that old container of, of the uh, creamer that we had in the kitchen that had expired? Remember that big one, John, that you'd had so expired? He he wanted that creamer. That bear wanted that creamer. He had torn that, that thing open and he was just eating that creamer. It was crazy. And uh, Anyways, this week and I was I was reading the scripture and I thought, you know, you know, I don't know why I was afraid. I I should have just grabbed one of my brother's shotguns and gone out there and chased that bear out of my, my truck. I really did. I began to think, you know, there was nothing to be afraid of, but then I began to think a little deeper. Said, no, no, that would have been dumb. <laughs> that would have been dumb. Uh I, I was I, I was afraid. I was, you know, I I didn't didn't knock on my brother's bedroom door and say, hey, let's go out and chase a bear. I knocked on the door, Dave, there's something outside. It's growling. It's it's making noise. It's, you know. But I tell you, church, Uh, uh, with the Holy Ghost, amen, whatever life has to throw at you, you don't have to be afraid. of. You can get a call from the doctor, and you can hang up that phone and say, you know what? God's still on my side. Amen. You can can have troubles at school, at work, at home, but you can still go to bed in the arms of my grace is sufficient. For when I am weak, then am I strong. Amen. He is on your side, church. How do I know? He's Emmanuel. He's God with us. He'll never leave me, nor forsake me. Let's stand tonight. Amen. Church, in his home, one of of our, just one of the great chapters in all the Bible, John chapter 14, amen. I go to my father's house. I prepare a place, right? Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. i go to prepare a place for you. Why, Lord? Why are you going to prepare a place for me? Verse 3, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, there ye may be also. Amen. Church, He has promised that He is going to be with us in our future. Amen. When I get to heaven, I can't wait to get there. I can't wait to worship with you all. I can't wait to to check out our mansions. Amen. To, To walk the streets of gold, to look at the gates of pearl. But church, I want to go see Jesus. I want to see the one who died for me. I want to see the one who came to where I was at, not just to save me, but to be with me. Church, in this Christmas season, don't ever forget, He is God with us. And He will be with us forever and ever, according to Psalms 48 and 14. He will not leave us nor forsake us. He's worthy to be praised. Amen? I love you, Lord. Thank you for tonight, God. Thank you for letting us gather here, Lord. Amen. To just take a moment out of this week's busyness. Amen. And just pause and say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. You're good to me, God. And you're worthy, Lord. You're so worthy. Amen.